Hello and welcome into the Throwing Bones podcast, Inside Nebraska's recruiting podcast. I am Greg Smith, senior recruiting analyst here at Inside Nebraska, joined as usual by recruiting analyst Nate Klaus. Nate, first things first, man, how are you? I'm doing well. It's Oklahoma week and uh, ready to ready to see kind of the new look Huskers here. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, the, both of those things, I think that you just mentioned there, are definitely uh, something to get people fired up. And I think that Nebraska, you know, anytime you have some uh, a big historic rival like this, um, especially in kind of today's college football, right, where you just don't get some of these rivals that have uh, rivalries that have changed over the years. Um, and I know Nebraska fans in particular, it's, it's a little bit of a sore spot because they still haven't quite found that in the Big Ten, like. The Iowa thing is kind of what it is, but like it's just it's not going to be the same as the Oklahoma situation um, or even, you know, like a Colorado or something like that. I would say maybe maybe the Iowa thing. I didn't, I didn't play to talk about this, but maybe the Iowa thing is kind of on the level of Missouri. Can we can we say that? Is it even? Yeah, is it a- I mean, I think so. Yeah, that's probably there or K-State type of, yeah. you know, there's there's a, a I think there's a certain level of. <laughs> dislike <No>. dislike <laughs> yeah that's a good word uh there so it's just been lopsided lately so yeah. and we we all know that but right uh, it's getting there it's a work in progress yeah i think that that is the next step though for that rivalry for the iowa thing to really really take hold it needs to obviously be a little bit more back and forth get a couple of more nebraska victories in there to really give it that next push over the hump but it's it's interesting and i have i've written this other places and talked about it certainly a lot um over the last few years one of the things that to me makes the iowa rivalry um really big is the recruiting trail and how often the teams kind of cross paths um on the trail but that's not actually that's not what we're here to talk about today we're here to talk about i went off on the side page we are here to talk about oklahoma week um like you mentioned there's going to be some juice in the stadium because of the coaching change with mickey joseph now running the show um as the interim coach so i want to start there nate yes you know we talked a couple of weeks ago about kind of the atmosphere that has been in memorial stadium for these first couple of home games i have personally been kind of i guess pleasantly surprised at what the atmosphere has been like i think that there's been good juice in the stadium uh the first couple of weeks at home what do you think that the stadium's going to be like uh for big noon kickoff uh for fox this weekend yeah big noon kickoff yeah i mean honestly i, I agree with you you know the first couple games even though coming off that that tough week zero loss you know the atmosphere was really really good um you know can't beat a night game um that's you know that's always adds a little extra but uh you you got a top 10 team coming to town it's oklahoma um, and then you've got, you know, an interim head coach, uh, Mickey Joseph. And, and so I think people, there's going to be a lot of anticipation in the air, um, you know, of what things, you know, what things could be different, um, you know, compared, you know, f- from what they've seen so far uh, through the first three games of the year. So I, I think people are going to be fired up for that. Um, and they're going to be wanting to see some, some major differences. Now, I don't know if they're going to get that or not, but I think that that's going to add just an extra layer to, to it all for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that, you know, one of the things, and Trev Alberts kind of mentioned this um, over the weekend when he had his press conference on Sunday about kind of ejecting life and confidence and, and kind of hope into the players and that the players and the fans kind of deserve to have a, a fighting shot this season, paraphrasing here, over, over being able to make this change. And I definitely think that that 
has kind of shown itself already kind of in this process. And like you said, who knows what's going to happen on Saturday? Because one of the things that like, because of all of the change that has happened and like there hasn't been a ton of like deep dive um, game breakdown, though our own Steve Mark did do a very nice game preview um, that's up on Nebraska.Rivals.com right now, as he always does on Thursdays that, um, that goes live on Thursdays. But because there hasn't been a ton of that, we haven't really gotten into, hey, we kind of don't know what we're going to see from Nebraska, but we don't know a lot about Oklahoma either. Like they've got two wins um, against teams that they should beat and they should be better than. We don't know a ton about them. And so I think that that uncertainty and the uncertainty with Nebraska's team and how they're going to respond, I think that that's a whole, a whole big part of this is that you feel like if Nebraska gives great effort through the game, that they have a shot to at least keep it close. Right. And then kind of see what happens. I, I think that they're in that kind of position. And I don't think that anybody's expecting them to like come out and win this game. I know the line jumped significantly, like early in, like right when yeah. the change happened, I, I think it was at 11 and a half, 12 um, the last time that I saw it, but I do think that there will be, it will be a really good atmosphere and something that I think that recruits will take notice of um, when they come to Memorial stadium this weekend that, Hey, there was a, a coaching change, but the guy that, we've been talking to because he did reach out to all of these recruits and we, we reported that at inside nebraska um those guys are tweeting things out but the guy that we've been talking to there's a lot of excitement for him to take over this program and see what he can do yeah for sure um you know and and we've mentioned it i think on the last podcast where uh it's not just you know some fresh face that just showed up this right. year um you know he's got he's got some clout <laughs> he he's yeah. uh you know he's He's got a good track record. And on top of that, he's a former Nebraska quarterback himself. And so, um, you know, this is not his first rodeo um, being, you know, being at Nebraska, um, playing Oklahoma, oddly enough, right. uh, one of his one of his main foes uh, back when he was running the show. Uh, but I think it, that does add an extra level of, of excitement. Probably you got somebody uh, like Mickey, who's an excellent recruiter, great personality, who actually is loves to recruit, um, you know, reaching out to these guys um, and, and, you know, they're going to want to see what he could do. And, and I know that Mickey's going to want to be able to, to put on a show for, for the recruits too. Um, and just have his own guys go out and have fun and play loose right. and, and, uh, you know, perform at a high level. It, you know, I, there's no doubt that he would love nothing more than to, to have his team get a win or even, you know, have a shot to, to pull this thing off uh, at the end of the day on, on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point about him loving to recruit, we record this on Thursday. Um, we were actually late recording this on Thursday. Shouts to Nate for being flexible because I ran over to see Crestfield here in Lincoln because Mickey Joseph um, and Brian Applewhite were both at Malachi Coleman's game. Um, Nebraska's what top target for the 2023 class, um, rivals 100 four-star athlete. They were out there checking out his game. It was 41-0 at halftime. Um, and so we all kind of left um, at halftime there. Uh, but those guys were out there. They were they were seeing Malachi play. Malachi is probably the headliner, and he's probably always going to be the headliner whenever he's on the visit list. Um, so that goes without saying, but he will be in, in, um, in attendance for Saturday's game against Oklahoma at 11 a.m. that kicks off. Um, but he's not the only one in state that's going to be here. Now I'm going to have to back up and go to kind of the um, out-of-state commitments, though, because there's a couple of names that you don't get to see um, kind of on campus a lot that I think are important to note that will be back. Hayden Moore, the inside 
inside linebacker commit from Colorado um, is scheduled to be in Lincoln for the game. And so is cornerback Dwight Boodle out of Florida. Um, so before we dive in any further, Nate, how was how important is it to be able to get those guys that are from far away, even farther away than Dwight Boodle, um, to get back on campus for a game like this and back into the atmosphere of Memorial Stadium and around their future teammates? Yeah, it's it's huge to get get those guys on campus um, because you can have that conversation with a with a recruit with a commitment, especially uh, after there's a big change like what we saw happen. And um, you know, you can say all the right things, but I think it's a it's another thing to actually be there to f- get the feeling in person, to have those some of those conversations in person. What you know, what's what's happening? Um, you know, what the agenda is. Um, you know, and, and, you know, kind of for those players, for those commitments to kind of see, okay, you know what, this is not something that's like completely unraveling. Um, this is not, you know, I don't need to panic and, you know, right. and, you know, do something drastic and make huge changes here. I'm going to see, you know, see what happens, see how this plays yeah. out. So, uh, getting as many of those guys on campus as possible is, is a big deal. And then, you know, for a guy like Malachi, who's, you know, somewhat familiar with a lot of these commits, especially the more regional commitments, um, you know, for him to be around these guys and get that same sense too, I think is another big deal. Yeah, I definitely think all of that is true. And I, I think the more, you know, sometimes thinking about this, when you when you think about kind of, we, we always talk about these recruiting classes and how they can be shaken up in a change like this. But the more that you can get those guys together and sticking together and remembering why they committed to Nebraska in the first place is something we hit on on the last podcast that, you know, like Mickey has also said, it's bigger than just one coach or one guy. Like you want to be committing to a university. And I know that that's something that, you know, a lot of guys say, but at the end of the day, that does have to be part of it, right? You want you need to want to be there for the whole package. And I think that will make your class or give your tech class a better chance of sticking together in a thing like this. And I know that this is another kind of tight knit group um, with this class. So you got a lot of it's It's really an interesting group of commits because you've got a lot of kids that are close to each other, but also kind of low key, but also really love football. Like there are a lot of similar personalities kind of yeah. in this commitment group. And as you just got to run through them and think about them in your head, like you got the Sam Sledges and Maverick Noonans and Gunnar Gatula and Ben Bramer all of those guys are very similar and have similar mindsets um, across the board in this class. Pop Watson is, is like that as well. The quarterback commit out of Massachusetts is not scheduled to be here this weekend. It's a little, it's even harder for him to get here in his <laughs> high school football. His high school football schedule is so bizarre um, because they play um, a bunch of like interesting time games and also like out of state, they have a game in DC. Um, so it's just hard for him to get here. I've talked to him about it. Like it's hard for him to get to Lincoln. All things are all good. He is still all in. Um, <laughs> Um, but also they've got some guys that are coming in kind of from either from inside the state um, that are really important um, for future classes in particular. Um, Davon Hall, wide receiver, 2024 uh, from Bellevue West is scheduled to be back in town. Um, but the really sneaky one, his his quarterback, um, Danny Kalen, is also scheduled to be in town. And I don't I don't remember the last time Kalen was in town. So what does it say to you, Nate, that he's scheduled to be back? Because I've not talked to him yet about it. Like, what does it say to you that he is scheduled to be back in town as kind of a, the one of the first quarterback recruits to come in after this change, especially. Yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, beforehand, you know, a week or two ago, if you and I were talking about Danny Kalen and, it, okay, yeah, he's got an offer from Nebraska, but is he like 
a legitimate target of theirs? Is he somebody that they are like going hard after? I don't know. Uh, but now, you know, um, a week, you know, a week later, you're, you're getting him on campus. You're getting uh, Davon Hall, uh, you know, obviously uh, one of his top targets on campus as well. So, um, you know, I think that that kind of raises the uh, the interest level there in terms of, you know, what what Nebraska is doing, how they're operating with him, uh, trying to get him on campus. So I, I think that's certainly notable. Yeah, it, it definitely is, because one of the things that you just because you just never know, and this is something that is always said in recruiting, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and so like this turn of events to then see now what happens with a Danny Kalen um, will be really interesting because it's not like, you know, when and I know that for Nebraska fans in Nebraska that are listening to this, they're well aware of Danny Kalen and understand. Um, but he's a kid that got a Nebraska offer very early, um, along with Florida State, right, right away after he was at a Florida State camp. Um, and then things kind of fell off as far as Nebraska communication, but then he continued to collect offers um, from around the country. Like he's got Duke and he's got Kansas and Minnesota is, is really high on him. And so he's not a prospect that is just kind of way off the radar that no one is talking to. He's a legitimate division one power five quarterback that's in Nebraska's backyard that they're also recruiting his top um, receiving target. And so Nebraska was aware it was always a little strange that they weren't recruiting him. I think it's a great sign that they're getting him back on campus right away um, and kind of rekindling that relationship. I'll be extremely curious to talk to him about what he sees and, and thinks after this weekend. Um, but a couple of other guys that are also of note that are coming in in that 24 class, you've also got Carter Nelson, um, the tight end out of Ainsworth, um, Williams Winery, um, an edge target out of uh, the Missouri, out of Missouri, the Kansas City area. You got a running back, Jaden. Hart out of Indiana. Um, that's a pretty good player. and was on a Notre Dame visit here a week or so ago as well. Like Nebraska doing some nice job with something that we have mentioned before, which is we didn't think that there'd be a ton of like offer 2023 guys that were coming through campus um, this fall, but there are a lot of 24s and even some 25s um, that Nebraska has coming through. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tyson Terry, one of those 2025 recruits um, that, that Nebraska is showing a lot of interest in and in, in everything. So um, Donald Defran Jr., kind of a throwback to to the early kind of the early 2000s uh, junior college cornerback uh, Donald Defran. Um, you know his uh, his son is going to be uh, on campus, which makes me feel old. Uh, <laughs> right, kind <laughs> of help help recruit Donald to Nebraska, and now his kid is um, you know a 2024 prospect. But um, yeah, it, it's it's nice to see a lot of that in-state talent making their way to Lincoln, um, and again to be around a lot of the the recruits, a lot of the commits that that have offers already. Yeah, absolutely, and it's one of those things too where you know we the the talent in Nebraska and something you and I have talked about <laughs> numerous times continues to go up over the years. Like you just continue to have this, and so you're going to have. And when you're now looking at these 24s and 25s that are coming in from the state of Nebraska, like it's not like oh these are just kind of throw in guys that you just want to get them there. It's nice that they get to come on campus. No, they're like actually heavily recruiting these guys. So these are players that are going to be at, at least regional 
regional recruits um, when they're when their time really comes here. And so it's, we talk about this all the time about Nebraska doing a good job of getting ahead on these guys. Tyson Terry is a really, really good example of this. Nebraska's had him on campus as long as he's been making visits. They've been getting him on campus. And I think that that's a great thing uh, because you can just see it coming. He's already, of course, he's already an accomplished wrestler um, here in the state, but he just continues to get better and better as a football player as well. Um, I think that this is it's an interesting visit list. It's the biggest one that we've had so far um, this season and rightfully so with the Oklahoma game. But at the same time, you just didn't know how it would go um, considering the change. But it seems like they were still able to do at, at least meet some objectives to get these in-state and regional prospects in. Just don't have like those the six, seven out of state, um, like official visit guys for the current class. But I do think that we have a chance to look back on this this weekend and say, OK, they laid groundwork for what was to come with this group. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think they're going to lay a lot of groundwork with this group. Um, you know, and this is one of the weekends where, you know, maybe for North Dakota, you don't want to see the the sidelines during pregame, you know, clogged up with, uh, you know, with a ton of, you know, with a you know, 50 <laughs> visitors on campus right. or whatever, right? Uh, you want to save, you know, you kind of want to save – um, some of those visits, be able to spend a little bit more time with guys, not spread yourself out too thin right. with some of those players um, for some of those games. And then for your big marquee matchup, like we have with Oklahoma, now you you open it up um, and you bring a bunch of guys in. But like you said, it's not that, you know, they're bringing in any, you know, NAIA type of right. talent, you know, or, or potential walk-on guy. These are legitimate you know, regional power five, uh, you know, type of guys. And so to see that, that amount of talent uh, that's making their way to campus early and often, uh, I think is, is a good sign, regardless of who the coach is. Uh, you want to see Nebraska laying that groundwork with, with its in-state players and especially, you know, the, the kids in the bordering states as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it'll be fascinating to kind of see just what the reaction is, like how the game goes, what what the environment is like, how the recruits feel about all of that, um, because it, it's just kind of we're in uncharted territory here, like we talked about last time with like how early this all went down. Like this could take a lot of twists and turns as we go, um, as, as we well know, as with Nebraska football, you never know what can happen. Um, but we'll be right there, locks to every step of the way, uh, bringing you guys coverage of this at nebraska.rivals.com be on the lookout for recruit reaction this weekend and also full coverage of the game uh volleyball rolling along trying to bounce back from that uh loss uh first loss of the season against stanford as well make sure you like the video subscribe tell a friend and we will be back next week